feel like we need to get a good thumbnail. Like. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That's the YouTube face that you never do. I hate it, but I'll, I'll do it a little bit for the podcast because we don't really have like another option for a thumbnail. It's just like straight Same up. Same set every time. Yeah, just grab screen grabs. Do you purposely have your head hat tilted sideways so everyone can see the logo on it? Because if so, brilliant. No, I actually just tried to put it straight on. Oh, yeah. Close enough. It's, lock, it it's locked on. It's fine. It's You're locked on. It's fine. <laughs> okay. It's okay. Welcome back to another episode of Tuxedo Time, where we wear tuxedos and it is time podcast edition. Uh, this is going to be our basically, re- uh, wait, what? I don't know what edition after the podcast, which one is this? What's the episode? Yeah. See, I just come into these, he- I just come into these podcasts and freestyle it. You've I got know. the plan and I just kind of yeah. walk in. Uh, I know. Today's episode is the last episode of 2021. Consider this our wrapped episode. Is this, I don't, I don't this know if we've been doing TM. it for a year? Two years, but that's, we're going to talk about our pod, our podversary in the next episode because okay. then it's going to be straight up two years. Okay. Two years. Wow. I didn't even, where did the time go? Uh, <laughs> the last two years have been a blur because it was 2021 and now it's 2022. I saw a tweet. Someone said like, oh, whenever someone says last year, I think of 2019. This has just been one long 2020. Yeah, <laughs> it has been. I know. I don't even know where the year went. Um, so you can consider this entire episode basically one big episode of That's Friggin' Deadly. All right. Is there what is that? There's a jingle deadly? for that. Hit the jingle. Full episode of That's Friggin' Deadly. We're going to talk about all of the things that we loved about this year. We're going to keep it on a positive note because 2021 was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> nightmare a nightmare reincarnated. Was it worse than 2020? No. 2020 was the fucking worst. <laughs> 2021, we just like got got used to it being the worst mm-hmm. and try to make the most of it. We had like a little glimpse, but we're not going to get into the negativity. No. Well, you know what that's the, called? What? Regression towards the mean. That's right. So I have a story before we get into talking about some of our favorite YouTube channels, our favorite podcast, uh, our most listened to music. Um, we're going to talk. going to be embarrassing. <laughs> no, it's not. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, we're just going to talk today basically about all of the fun things, some cool stuff that happened on our channel this year, but then also some of our favorite things. Um, but I have a story for you first. Okay. We have a jingle for that. It's about this blouse that I'm wearing today. So if you are only listening to this podcast and not watching. I can describe it for you. Okay. Why don't you tell them what it is? It is a black crew neck sweatshirt. Knitted. Knitted. With a screen printed white graphic on the front that says in all caps, do not disturb mode on. Correct. So I bought this blouse as a tuxedo, Mm -hmm. but when I want a black sweater, I just turn it inside out and wear it. So I'll turn it inside out, I'll wear it outside, but when I'm inside, I'll wear do not disturb mode logo out. Or if I'm flying, like on a plane. Isn't the purpose of wearing it, do not disturb mode out so that nobody disturbs you? Yes. Yes. So I wear it on like airplanes, like pre 2020. Okay. So I haven't been out a lot. And so I'm straight. You just wear it at home so that I don't disturb you. <laughs> <laughs> no, when I'm working, it's real dick. Kind of like my phone. Oh my God. I, I have blonde hairs all over me. Okay. I wonder if anybody watches or listens to the podcast, but doesn't actually watch our videos on YouTube, in which case they would not know that you are blonde right now. I am blonde right now. I have my hair. Wait, let me finish my story and then okay, we'll talk about the story. hair and then we'll talk. Okay. So I'm out walking. Yes. I have the shirt on. I forget. I think I'm wearing it inside out because I wear it a lot inside out just as a black sweater. I didn't even know that. 
I took the tags off. The more you know. Somebody in the YouTube video was like, "Are you? is your sweater inside out? I was like, yes, this is the sweater <laughs> that I wear inside out. That's the kind of day I'm having. Yeah, that's the kind of day I'm having, yeah. So anyway. But you've I, never, have you ever gone to work in scrubs with your pockets hanging out? No. Because, because they're inside out? Because they're inside out. Because you get dressed <laughs> in the dark like me every day. And even worse now, because our uh, light in our closet is broken. Oh, yeah. It's on like Halloween mode constantly. Okay. Halloween can mode. we get back to the story? Let yes. me finish the story. We could talk tangent, about your- Tangent, tangent, Yeah. We are like, yeah. So I leave the house. I'm wearing this blouse. I forget to turn it back on the right way. It's a warm day. I'm out for a walk. I'm walking down the street and there's a woman across the street. So me being the nice person I am, I say, hello, good morning. And I just wave to her and she goes, I was going to say hello, but I just read your shirt. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm so Did sorry. Did she say it jokingly? <laughs> I don't know if she was serious or joking. The way she said it sounded like she was serious, but she could have been joking. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I forgot I was wearing this shirt. And then she just like didn't say anything and walked off with her dog. And I was like, eh, <laughs> fuck. And of course I overthought about it the entire uh, day. It ruined your day. You were thinking about that the entire day, I bet. It didn't ruin my day. It made me chuckle. But yeah, I was thinking about it the entire day. And I was like, I'm never wearing this shirt out in public ever again. Why? So, but that's the whole point. So no I one know, disturbs you. I was just being a nice person. Say hello. Why would you ever say hello to someone when you don't want people to say hello to you? Well, she was there on the road. Like, I wasn't going to be a dick. Like, we made eye contact. So I was going to be like, yo, hello. Nice neighbor. Yo, hello. I like your dog. (laughs) Pretty cute. Can I pet it? I didn't ask that. Because she was like, I didn't want to talk to you because I read your blouse. I thought you were a hermit, but apparently you're a hermit poser. Yeah. I like to go for walks. They make me feel good. But you like to talk to people? (laughs) Sipping on that tea. Having a little tit in the tea. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so that's my story. Okay. And did you have a story about your pants being inside out? Is that something that's been happening over this year? You know what? That's happened more than once. <laughs> like the, you know, like when they're like, they're returned inside out and they're flopping out. Yeah. And one of the nurses is like, is this the style nowadays? Were you like? And I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like <laughs> the pockets. And I look at them behind. And I have two back pockets hanging out <laughs> up back, inside out. I'm like, nobody told me about that. <laughs> I'm like, why am I ever going to see that? Right? Yeah. How late in the day was it at this point? Oh, it was after lunch. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Did you go in the bathroom change or just leave it for the whole day? I just tucked them back in. You just like left your pants inside out the no, whole, my whole Not my whole pants weren't inside out. Oh! The, the pockets were pulled inside out. I thought you meant your whole pants were on inside out. Oh, I think I've actually, I've done that with my top before actually. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually do it with my top. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's. Look, I go to, it's the time of the year where you go to work and it's dark out. Yep. You come home and it's dark out. So you've missed the whole day. And as somebody who works in, I guess, technolo- the technology side of medicine as a radiologist, I don't, I don't have windows. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, go, I go days sometimes without seeing the sun. You, you stopped looking in the mirror back in 2019. So Correct. Yeah. Like yeah. I shave maybe once every few weeks. Yeah. I shave when I need to, to like make a seal on my N95. <laughs> That's why you shaved before we went to Newfoundland. Correct. Yeah. All right. Let's dive into um, the entire episode of That's Friggin' Deadly. First, we're going to talk about a couple of fun things that happened on the channel this year that you guys probably know about or maybe you don't know about. So the first thing that kind of stands out to me that is kind of a highlight of 2021 in terms of content production was Heading East. Yes. The helicopter travel series that wasn't going to be a full-blown helicopter travel series until it snowballed into a big production Yes, and then became our biggest project of 2021. Yeah. And I, I was really pleased with how it turned out and it just makes me want to do more projects like that. 
you know, mm -hmm. more bigger projects. It was a lot of fun. If you guys haven't watched it, uh, we'll leave it in the show notes. Beckyandchris.com slash podcast, whatever episode this is. I don't even know what episode it is. We do show notes for every single one of these episodes where you can find photos, video links. It's like the DVD extras. Yeah, it is. So heading east was one fun thing that happened um, to the channel this year. Mm -hmm. uh, another fun thing that happened was that we released the first two pieces in our home accessory line. We did, yes. So it was a, we started with a box of matches. Yeah, and now it's not just a box of matches. Yes, because it, that sounds very not so exciting. We came out with a box of matches. We came out with some a matchbook. It's called the Coffee Table Matchbox. Yes, and it's basically, um, we'll leave a link to the show notes because you have to see it to appreciate it yeah it's a it's a large box matte black you open it up and a tray that's inside levitates as you open it magically up. magically levitates magical magically levitates it holds a hundred all black matches it's a blacked out matchbox it is murdered out matchbox yeah there's strikers on both sides there's a deboss logo on the sides and then there's a little like text graphic on the top so the whole purpose is to kind of in uv spot varnish yeah it's to lay it on your coffee table and have it out and then like just create kind of a special asmr moment when you go to light mm -hmm. a candle oh, which, when the magnet clicks it clicks close with yeah, the magnets that's yeah. my favorite part yeah, it's, it's a it's a decorative piece Rather than keeping matches in the drawer. Yeah, exactly. I'm really into candles. We actually have a candle lit here today in the mm -hmm. podcast. And it's oh, look, it's Peter's, Peter's candle. It's Peter's pirate life candle. Black wax. Yeah, guy. It smells really good, actually. Mm -hmm. And the second piece we launched was uh, a set of two walnut wall hooks. Yeah, we went through a couple iterations here, and we love dark walnut. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously. Yes. There's a lot of that There's in this podcast walnut. set. And... Initially, it was going to go with a stained wood, but honestly, we're like, seriously, if you're going to make... What did we learn this year after doing stop these, the trying desk to shelf? fake it. Wood. If you want the walnut, just buy the damn walnut. Exactly. That was a quote from, wasn't that NS Builders that said that? It's probably a morphing of whatever they said. Yeah, I think that's right. But anyway, at the end of the day, if you want something like walnut, just buy the damn walnut. Yeah. And we just bit the bullet. And they're a little bit pricier for the two hooks. Yeah, because walnut is a really expensive wood. Yeah. But, you know, they're hand finished with uh, a hand oil finish. Mm -hmm. Comes with black hardware. And our logo is on the back. Now, I've gotten a couple of questions about the logo being on the back. And people are kind of peeved that it wasn't on the front. And here's my thing. I don't really love the idea of logos being repeated on home decor items that are supposed to be hung or displayed as a set. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it comes with a box of two mat, two, it comes with a box of two hooks, you know, you hang two, four, six in a, in a row. I don't want to see a logo repeating, you know? Right. So that's why the logo's on the back. It's kind of like our little <clears throat> secret, just a cleaner, more cohesive look when it comes to home decor. And I don't really like buying stuff with brand logos all over it for the house. So I decided not to put it on. Yeah. And the goal for making these products is truly to make something that we stand by and we would put in our own homes or we do put in our own homes. Exactly. And if we had a logo, we wouldn't put our logo on the on the wall. We, no, wouldn't, put and any, I wouldn't, we wouldn't put any logo on the wall. It's like when you're at the store and you're like, wow, this is a cute jacket. And you pull it off the rack and it's like this nice denim jacket. And you're like, wow, this is awesome. And then you turn it over and then there's like some saying on the back and you're just like, Ugh, and you like put it back. Correct. I think a logo works on a, on a, a product you're going to wear or like a one-off product that you're going to set like on your table or on a shelf. But when it comes to stuff like pillows, blankets, things that have, you know, that are supposed to be displayed all the time in your house or like as a repeating thing, then 
Yeah, logos work in some places, other places they don't. In this instance, we felt it didn't work, so. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, the third thing that happened, which was kind of exciting, was that we got nominated for a Streamy Award. We did. Uh, where's the yay? I don't know, I didn't label it, because I went to... Good, <laughs> nailed first it. try, nailed it. First T. I think you have to turn it off. It just, just keeps continues going. to applause. Well, I like that. It builds my self-esteem up. Yeah. Now, we didn't win, but it was an honor being recognized in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. I still don't know how that happened. I don't either. A lot of people ask me, like, did you nominate yourself? I'm yeah, like, no, no, I had I no idea. No idea. Um, so thank you to whoever nominated us. Thank you. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> this is not really an exciting thing, but kind of that we kind of finalized the studio it's almost finished. Oh my God, like two years later. Two years later. Do you know in 2020, at the beginning of 2020, we started building out the studio and we made like seven videos related to the studio in <laughs> and two just, years and, and then just, just never, never did the reveal. No, we never. So yeah. you're going to get a full studio tour early 2022, which I'm excited to share. Mm-hmm. You guys have clearly seen the set that we're going to go more in depth on how this is set up in future videos. I don't think a lot of people realize what the layout of this basement area is. I, I've sent some friends photos of down here and they're kind of shocked at the layout and how this fits within the basement. Even my parents were here and they were like, oh, this is like not what I thought it was like down here. Right. Because we're never really like filming a roaming camera around the basement. It's always using this set or that set or that wall or the drone factory, but it's never like a fluid dynamic shot going through the entire space. Right. The way we set the space up is to be a functional studio so that there's like storage and things around. So not everywhere is filmable, but we basically have four sets in this room where we can film this one flat wall, which you guys have probably seen on our main channel. And then two other ones, which you probably haven't seen yet. And of course the drone factory, which is like a separate thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. It's I around mean, the corner. It is around the corner. It kind of is morphing. We might have to do an updated video on that. It's turned into the drone factory slash craft room. It turned into the drone factory slash production room. How is it a craft room now? It's not a craft room. It's a craft room. You've got vinyl cutters there and crafts, arts and crafts. Production. Yeah. Scrapbooking. Scrapbooking room. I'm not doing scrapbooking. It's Becky's scrapbooking and sewing room. Cutting vinyl. I don't sew. You sew more than me. That is true. Um, so that's a couple of fun things that happen on our, our channel. God, Jesus Christ tonight. <laughs> Speaking of swallowed, I want to talk about uh, some of our most watched YouTube channels. You wouldn't even get that reference, and I don't get that reference at I don't all. Think anybody watching this would probably watch this channel. So, what channel? Um, Jim Barrett <laughs> is one of my favorite YouTube. I channels. recommended him to Gary today. Did you, Gary, my coworker who I work with at work? Because yeah. <laughs> he, he's saying he likes to watch solo travel videos, and I was like, Oh, Becky watches that genre. Genre. Becky watches that we genre. Need, we need like an Alex Trebek genre, genre. On, on the board. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he, I was like, oh, have you watched Jim Baird or Ted Baird? I think Becky watches those two guys. He's like, yeah, actually, I think I've seen those videos before. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So I've been really into those types of videos. I watched mm-hmm. Justin Barber from home a lot, but Jim Baird is one. Couldn't, couldn't remember his name. I was going to tell Gary to watch him too. Well, Newfoundland Explorer, you'll have to tell him tomorrow. Newfoundland Explorer. There you go. I won't see him tomorrow. Justin Barber. So yeah. Okay. So let's talk about some of our most watched YouTube channels. Jim Baird, the Baird brothers, Jim and Ted, I watch their channels, but Jim's channel I found over the pandemic he did this like across Baffin Island series and it was like fascinating. And he just posted one um, going through like the wilderness in Manitoba with his brother. It's like multi-episode things. What I feel like I'm seeing a lot in my sub feed is 
you know, people are talking about shorts that there's like a focus on shorts now, but I'm seeing a lot of like more like long form story driven series based content. People are seeing shorts more often because they're clicking on shorts more often. True. And maybe I'm seeing more long stuff because I'm searching for longer stuff. Shorts is like for me, like junk food. Yeah. It doesn't feel good after you watch a bunch of those. I get sucked into it. It's just like, oh, and it's all just like clickbait style videos where it's like, oh, I have to keep watching this. Yeah. And then like, there's not really a good payout. Then before you know it, that's gone onto the next one. And you're like, oh, okay, what's this going to do? What's this person doing this random? And then it just, it's over. And before you know it, you've watched like 15 of them. You're like, where'd that time go? I have nothing to show for it. And this is all just like, it's like junk food. Yeah. You have nothing to show for it and you don't feel inspired. You just kind of feel like mushy. It's just like, wow, I just like zoned out for five minutes and I just lost that time. Yeah. My whole thing about watching content on YouTube is if I'm going to spend the time to do it, I want to feel something like I want to be entertained or I want to be inspired or I want to learn something. And I feel like shorts and maybe it's just the shorts that I'm being served are just like, ugh. And then like Facebook now serves the the reels. I know. And I don't know, like how how would I describe like Facebook? It's just trash. Stayed true to its brand. And just delivering trash. Garbage. Yeah. And the, even like the, the reels that it, imports from its subsidiary Instagram, mm-hmm. even those are like just ripped off screen capped content from TikTok. Yeah. And I was just like, oh it's my like, God, yeah. this is like, this feels like the surplus store of social media. Yeah. The unfortunate part is that like in order to keep up with social media, you kind of have to like bend that way and start creating short form po- content because unfortunately they're just pushing that type of content. So we're going to have to try to figure out how we can kind of incorporate what we like to watch with short form videos, which I'm not thrilled about, but you know, you got to do what you got to yeah, do. I just haven't found anything that I'm interested in. Interested in watching. Yeah. Same. Pete does a really good job of shorts. Mm-hmm. His are probably the best I've seen. Yeah. Because they're different. Um, so anyway, back to Jim Barrett, when you t- took a sip, ah, he mm-hmm. does that a lot in his videos <laughs> and he'll just like, Probably he'll make coffee and he'll like, He'll be like, oh yeah, he'll like stir it with a stick or like a with stick? a knife. Yeah, whatever he has on hand, he'll like stir it up. And he'll look straight in the camera and he'll take a sip and he'll go, ah. Or he'll be eating his dinner and he'll do that too. Yum. And he'll be like, like eating it. And I, I love it. You hate mouth noises though. I know, but for- It's very interesting. For some reason, when he eats, it's really precious. It's just so chaotic. Like it's amazing. So anyway, I really. You also love watching people eat sandwiches. Oh yeah, I really do. It's so strange. I know it is weird. Anyway, really a big fan of Jim Barrett. Mm-hmm. He's like on all the time for me. Um, what's been your one of your most so watched? our our algorithm since we have a joint YouTube channel? Oh, it's a mess. And we also watch different YouTube on the same YouTube channel, but we have like totally different interests. Yeah. So I wonder if the algorithm knows. I wonder if they're like, this is a weird channel where there's two different people. It's what like was split the, personality. What was the niche that we got served the other day? And you're like, what is this? Humans. <laughs> was that what it was? There was one of those humans. Oh my God. And it was just the most random video, but like that could be anything because yeah. anything is humans. Anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So our algorithm is kind of trained in this really bizarre way to just serve us everything. Right. What's, some of your go-to videos that you, or like channels that you've been watching over 2021. So I have for the longest time been resisting watching Mr. Beast. Same. I had, I had preconceived ideas of what I did have preconceived notions too. And And I take them all back. I was just like, Oh, it's probably going to be this with just like a young kid with who's made it big on YouTube has a lot of disposable money to, to throw at the videos. Mm -hmm. And it's probably just going to be, I thought it was gonna be very bro-y. Yeah, I did too. I thought it was going to be like a Jake Paul kind of moment. 
Correct. That's what I thought. Yeah. But it wasn't like that. No, I was pleasantly surprised. And we have been going down the I was beast too. rabbit hole. We have, yeah. So while I hate to admit that, you know, because we never really like consumed mainstream YouTube. Yeah. Is that a thing? Mainstream YouTube? Yeah. We watched the streaming awards and I was like, I don't know who any of these people are Same. except for Mark Rober. Right. And what what's that science guy that you like to watch? Um, Veritasium. Veritasium, yeah. Yeah. So- yeah, I but anyway, we started watching Mr. Beast and I really like his content. I really like it. It's yeah. it's really enjoyable. I think it's enjoyable too because like there's a lot of it's hard to mix philanthropy and YouTube capitalization mm-hmm. because inherently there's this sort of like ickiness that goes on. And that's the preconceived notion that I had about Same. by just seeing some of the thumbnails and titles. It's like, oh, you're taking advantage of like like disadvantaged people yeah. by giving them money. And then filming it, and then it's like, oh, that's just kind of like... Feels weird. I don't know. So it's it's like if I went and just like gave a homeless person some money and like put Filmed it on my stories, like, look how look how nice I... You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, just give the give to the people for the sake of giving, but not capitalizing. But with that said, I think he does a good job about balancing that. Yeah. Because his content wouldn't exist without that. Like, that's his like niche is like just giving random people money. Yeah. Like, he's created his own niche, right? Yeah, for sure. And, but he does a good job not making it come off as like, oh, look at me. I'm so, you know, I'm so nice and benevolent kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, no, he does a good job. And for somebody who's in his early 20s, he's actually very mature and has very good outlook on things. Like, mm-hmm. there must be a lot of mentorship and guidance happening somewhere from older people. Yeah. Because I'll tell you, if I was in my early 20s, and I had that much money. There would be regret, I'm oh sure. Oh my God. I would, I, I would have to have got, I would have to get swept up in a scandal. Yeah. Like the fact oh, that he definitely. and his, his, his friends have avoided a lot of scandals that I'm yeah. aware of. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. Yeah. I, uh, he's likable and um, I find his videos funny and I've been learning a lot by actually watching his videos and kind of breaking them down and then watching him in interviews as well. And he's, there's a lot to learn strategy wise from there is. YouTube it's, from it's, Mr. Beast. He incorporates strategy but to the uninitiated viewer, it doesn't seem like it. It's like they wouldn't think twice about it. But when you actually look at it, it's like, okay, this was all very purposeful. How you, this was executed. He, I watched an interview with him and he was like, these are all my cameras. I purposely shoot on entry level cameras to make it feel more relatable. Interesting. It's like, yeah, that's, and for his target and the type of videos he's making, it makes sense. Yeah. But for like us, like we're in such a totally different world. I know. It's yeah. like, I remember I heard him say something along the lines of like, I don't do cinematic yeah. It's like it takes too long to have nice looking shots. But when you're in the niche of cinematography, you have to have. Correct. Yeah. Stuff. So by no means we're not changing the way we make our videos in the mm-hmm. large part, but it has made me think anyway about keeping things like realizing that people are probably clicking off videos because it hasn't delivered fast enough. Yes. And that's just the fast paced world of people nowadays on social media. Mm-hmm. So I do think there is something to be gained by taking that into consideration about new people coming to our channel. And if something's not to the point fast enough, you know, it's just balance, right? Yeah. You still want your stuff to look nice and be true to the content that you want to watch, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's funny. We posted a video a couple of weeks ago and YouTube served up its, uh, its suggested thumbnails, which were all like the classic YouTube th- mouth open, you know, stupid, which I'm like, I really, that works and I know it works, but it's just not something that I'm interested in. Why does in. it work? I don't know. I just like, I, I click just, on things when people do that. Funny I don't face. either. I click on like good imagery, like good photography. So yeah. um, anyway, I posted it on Twitter and somebody's like, I'd be curious to see the engagement on the video. If you po- if you picked one of those pit- 
pictures. And I was like, I physically cannot bring myself to use one of those as a thumbnail because like, yeah, it might perform better, but I don't care. I can't put that because I just, I don't like those kind of thumbnails. You don't want it on your channel. I don't want it on my yeah. channel. And it's, it, and we've done some silly ones that look similar, but they're almost a joke. Like a meme. Yeah, it's definitely. like almost like a meme, you know, yeah. it's like so far out there. That's like thumb face or like something stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so, uh, Mr. Beast, we've been watching a lot. And, mm -hmm. um, do you have any channels that like you watch by yourself that you really like? Uh, I started watching a lot of science channels. Mm -hmm. Um, and some economics channels. Yeah. You've been deep diving on the financial side lately. Well, not like investing and stuff. Well, not just that, but like also economics of things. Yeah. Like I listen right, a lot yeah. to planet money podcast, mm -hmm. which is, we're going to talk about podcasts okay, after. So right. save it, save it yeah. for later. So save it like, for the podcast. It's like, it's later. like a video. It's like a video version of these, that type of content. It's like pop economics. We'll call it Yeah. pop econ where I don't consider myself in any way well-versed in economics, but I do find it fascinating, like sort of how the world goes around and how mark certain markets and certain industries work, mm -hmm. especially stuff that like you never would have thought of otherwise. Right. And um, yeah, so I can't remember anything. I don't even know the names of the channels because they just get served to me. Mm -hmm. I feel like Wendover Productions is one of them. Yeah. I've heard that name a bunch of times. And then like the science channels, Veritasium, I find very fascinating. I like Veritasium as well. Which is interesting because I didn't think you would like. I, at first I was kind of like, I don't really like this stuff, but he does do very interesting videos. Yeah. And then Mark Rober. Um, I love Mark Rober. He's a new, that's a new channel for us. And that I is a new channel, very yeah. much enjoy him. He's See, we're, really precious. We're like in pop, pop YouTube now. That's pop YouTube. Yeah. Mainstream YouTube. Yeah. Main, that That's new to our living room. Yeah. So we've kind of been sucked into the, to the trendy YouTube channels. Yeah. It's funny when I like look at the chant, like the YouTube and I, I think about what I watch by myself, mm -hmm. which I know you have no interest in and what you watch by yourself, which you know, I barely have any interest in. And then there's like fringe videos that kind of come in that we'll watch together. And then there's our like core channels that we watch together. Where mm -hmm. like, if you watch a video without me, it's, it's upsetting. Johnny Harris. Yeah. So Johnny Harris, he does like explainer videos. He used to work for Vox. We'll leave all the links to our channels that we talked about today in, in the show yeah. notes. You'll have, have all the links there. Yeah. So he's always a fun one to watch. He does a really good job on them. Uh, and then NS builders we've mentioned before on the podcast, they just do really high end renovations. Yeah. And I watch them because it's so good. It keeps me motivated to do a good job on my own renovations. Yeah. Also Ken DeCoste is fucking hilarious. He's <laughs> funny. I, yeah, I find him really funny. <laughs> so, so, so dry. Yeah. <laughs> and um, what else did we mention? Oh, Trent Palmer. Trent yeah, Palmer, we yeah. mentioned him on the podcast too. He flies bush planes for, uh, he's a drone pilot for a living and flies bush planes for fun. Come follow me on adventures. Come be my man. Is that his intro? Uh, I don't remember. Something like that. Anyway, <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, he flies bush planes. So he's always, he's like an aviation adventure channel. But he's been doing a lot of like airplane camping videos, which is why I've been like really into the vids. So it's almost like that's like the perfect channel because it combines, it combines your love it. of like outdoor solo camping yeah. with my love of aviation. Yeah. That's all I've been watching lately is like outdoor solo camping. So bizarre because you like don't have any like you don't really camp all that much. I don't, but I really love watching it. I find it so relaxing. And if it's like cinematic mixed with a good story, mixed with like, show you me your food, some, build a fire. You love some good bushcraft. Yeah, I do. I love it. So I'm into that. Um, and then of course there's a, a few staples in the cinematography world that we love. We, Cody and Victoria, one of our go-tos of course. Oh yeah. You love them too, because I it's like, them. Yeah. cause it's, well, well cause them precious. as humans. Yeah. yeah. But, also they're combining sort of outdoor hiking, camping with cinematography, yeah, like survivalist stuff, but with like a really polished content. Like yes. Cody's 
uh, started off because it used to be just him on the channel. Yeah, I think his channel used to be like cinematography based, and then right. he was like, "I hate this," and then started doing outdoor stuff. He made the added pivot. His wife to his channel, and it is so good. Yeah, it is so good. I I think we talked about this somewhere before, but like if you can pick a niche that's not in cinematography and then add cinematography to it, it's just going to be good. Yeah, I got your Gary on. I told him They're to check great. out Cody and Victoria and he was like, oh yeah. Like, cause he said he, he likes, was it overlanding? Yes. And that's what yeah. they were doing. They just bought a van, love them. And then Kara Nate, love Kara Nate. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, Peter McKinnon, he's like always my go-to if I'm like feeling shitty and want some inspiration, it, literally any of his videos. And I'm like, yes, please. There you go. Put them on. Um, okay. You mentioned podcasts. Let's yes. talk about some of our most listened to podcasts from this year. What are your favorites, your go-tos? What do you, what do you love? Um, you mentioned, um, yeah, Planet so Money. Planet Money has been a good one. And I found out from Planet Money because I listen to Up First every morning. Yep. Uh, which is basically just like a, a 10 to 15 minute synopsis of top headlines. I feel like our whole sub is just NPR podcasts. Well, I started off with, with, with Up First and then like, of course they serve you their own ads, right? Yeah. But, um, you're yeah, like, no. Ooh, that sounds interesting. Yeah. So like, I remember like a few years ago I was like, I'm going to, I need to like find a news source that is sort of like kind of neutral. Yeah. And a lot of people listening to this will probably, if, if anybody listens to any conservative news, they're going to say the NPR is like far left. Mm-hmm. But if you actually look at like, uh, there's there's kind of like people analyze this and they actually like make like gra- infographics and they show you like where the news uh, sources fall on the spectrum. Um, and NPR is like, their opinion stuff is, is, is skewed to the left, but they're, News I find is actually pretty neutral. Like it's it's kind of more or less down the middle, mm-hmm. maybe slightly s- center left. I'm Scott Simon, but oh, I'm Scott Simon and Lula Garcia. <laughs> but the Lula Garcia Navarro. Yes, that's right. But I mean that's 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 on the American scale. So it's like everything's kind of shifted a little bit more conservative on the American, a lot more conservative on the American scale. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I try to kind of like pull news from sources that I deem sort of more centrist yeah. rather than far right or far left. I think that's a good idea to kind of get a taste of everything to, you know. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But um, what else have I listened to? Uh, Reply All has always been a go-to podcast. That's a staple for us. Anytime yeah. we're in the car for a long period of time, it's Reply All. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I listened to a, oh, I listened to a podcast recently. I have to pull up the name. Hold, please. Jason Rezaian, he did a podcast called 544 Days, who is a journalist who got held in an Iranian prison for 544 days. And it kind of chronicles how he was basically just held there against his will with like not knowing if he was ever going to get let out when he was going to let out. I mean, like imagine that, like that's a form of torture. Yeah. That's terrifying. But he was reliving it and talking about like all the interactions with like the guards and like one of the guards. Anyway, it was, it was fascinating. And then also like he kind of also kind of weaved in and out of the stories about how it, it, uh, it related to the Iranian nuclear deal and how that was like now it was all sorts of like geopolitics that got sort of superimposed on it. So it wasn't just releasing him. There was all sorts of stuff going on. No spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah. But his wife was involved and then she got detained, but they let her out, but stole her passport. She couldn't leave the country. So it was, it was very interesting story. So I'd recommend that one. That was, that was like very, uh, uh, that was very engaging. Cool. What about you? Did you listen to any podcasts? I have a couple of staples. I actually don't listen to a lot of podcasts anymore. Some, sometimes. <laughs> yes. Bye. 
sometimes I find actually I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks, which we can talk about later as well. Podcast wise, I've been listening to Dare Alice, which is a podcast about interior design. Actually, I haven't of course listened, you have. Yeah, I haven't listened to that one in a while because I had to be in the right headspace for certain niche podcasts. I have so many interests that like depending on where my brain is at is what I kind of zero in on. Mm-hmm. So Dear Alice is one that I really like. Um, it's great for like learning more about interior design. They're very like transitional, traditional style. So not everything applies, but mm-hmm. it is interesting to hear them talk and deep dive on topics. Um, another one that I started listening to recently is called Art Design Music, which is by our friend Judd Haynes back in Newfoundland. Mm-hmm. And this podcast is, it's very niche if you're into music and you're into graphic design which is really cool. I'm oh, that is a very niche podcast. Yeah, it's super series. cool. So he interviews graphic designers who have worked with um, clients in the music industry. So basically he's he's got a very short list of people he can interview. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know like if he's going to like expand it. I, I'm not really sure where it's going to go. He's got like 11 episodes up right now and mm-hmm. it's very good. Like he had Aaron, Aaron Drap- Draplin on. Um, I don't know the name. I'm pretty sure he created Field Notes like the notebook. Okay. Very popular graphic designer. You're looking at me as if I should like, you expect know me to know he is? Yeah. Yeah. He's a very like famous graphic designer. Um, <laughs> anyway, he's had a number of designers. Famous and graphic designer are two mutually I, exclusive terms. I know. It's like if you said a famous interventional radiologist, it'd be like, <laughs> but um, yeah, he's had like designers, like a designer, whoever designed the ACDC original logo, which wasn't supposed to be a logo, but turned mm-hmm. into a logo. Like he had that person on. Oh, that's pretty cool. And like another woman who's a designer who designed, I can't remember who the artist was. It might've been ACDC or maybe it was Slayer, but this like huge box, like record package set. And like, they talk about the packaging and the design and like the client. It's very cool. It's like a very cool mishmash of like graphic design, packaging and music. And it's not just like like these are very famous musicians that these designers are working with. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, it's a cool. He should interview Jerry Cody who did some website design for the cure. Yeah. That would be cool actually. Sometimes when I'm just in the mood to listen to somebody talk, I listen to Craig Adams podcast. Oh yeah. Which is funny. He does it on a live stream and basically it's just him talking and answering questions. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to one of his episodes the other day. And he's like, who even listens to this like audio only? I don't think I'm going to post this audio only. And I was like, me. <laughs> Did you comment? I do. No, I didn't. Cause I was on audio only. <laughs> oh yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't even comment. I know. Anyway. So I listen to him sometimes, but yeah, I haven't been listening. <laughs> Let to- us know if you want me to post this on non-video form. <laughs> I do, but I can't. <laughs> I guess I could have DM'd him on Instagram. You could have. Yeah. Uh, All right, next category. Let's talk about books. Books? Ew. Ew. We don't really read books. No. Actually, that's a lie. I read one book. Read it? Like... Yeah. Oh, you did. You. you it was uh, Justin Barber's book. Justin Barber's book called uh, Man and Dog Through the Newfoundland Wilderness. Very descriptive. It was based on one of his... I think it was his first series or one of his earlier series where he went across Newfoundland with his dog and he wrote this book and it's a very good read. I really enjoyed it. I like the way he uh, writes. It's very much like the way he talks. Mm -hmm. I found it a fairly easy and interesting read. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm undiagnosed dyslexic and I have a, a hard time reading. Like I can't remember what I've read and words jump all over the page and it's very challenging. But this one has been easier for me to read probably because the content is interesting. I've had to reread pages to like, or paragraphs because that's just a part of my process, but mm-hmm. great book. 
Excellent. Well, I don't read books, so we're going to go to the next category. Well, you listen to books. Do I? I listen do to books. I? What do I, I have to pull up Audible. I haven't listened okay, to books. Pull up so. Audible, and I'm going to talk about some audiobooks that I like. Okay. Every single Alan Doyle book. Okay. Alan Doyle is um, a musical artist from Newfoundland. He was in the band Great Big Sea, and he's popular in some circles. I actually met somebody the other day who from Buffalo who is a huge fan of Great Big Sea and Alan Doyle. Great Big Sea has had a presence down here. Yes. Where it's like, Buffalo is basically a border town. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't. I'm not signed into Audible, and I don't know the okay. Login. So I, that shows you how much I use it because I haven't used it since my new phone. So Alan Doyle put out a book called All Together. Now it was over COVID. And it's basically a series of short stories about his career and his life, and it is fucking hilarious. And he narrates it, which is even better because he's a fantastic storyteller. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, Newfoundlander in Canada is his other one, and then. Uh, Where I Belong, I think, is his first one. They're all good. Oh, he's got all sorts of bo- yeah, audiobooks. They're fantastic. You should listen to them, actually. We have them on Audible. So I can't log in. Well, <laughs> when you log in, because we got new phones. Help me. Yeah. No audiobooks? No. Yeah, that's that's a new thing for 2013 or 20, 20, what? 2021. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> time machine. Time machine. Time warp. Yeah, that's a new thing for 2021 is uh, we got new phones. And I'm very suspect because, because we had the iPhone 10 since... 2010? No, 2017. 2017. We moved to Buffalo. End of 2017. Basically, when the iPhone 10 first came out. Yep. And we just moved to Buffalo, so we got new phones. And that's a long time for a phone. It is. A couple years ago, 2019, I believe, there's a video of me saying, like, we're not going to get the new phone because we don't need it. Like, one of the new iPhones come out. But it was time. It was time. Well, my phone literally died the day before they were released. It's because you don't put a case on it and it was smashed into smithereens. Listen, if my can't phone can't handle my extreme lifestyle, can't if my phone can't handle me at my worst, it doesn't deserve me at the best. Okay. My phone was on the fritz and there was a big huge piece of dust inside the camera. Mm-hmm. It's the second iPhone 10. I had one that malfunctioned. I had to return it. That one also had a piece of dust inside the lens. <laughs> they must have had some weird manufacturing thing. I don't know, man. Speaking of new iPhones, you listen to music on your iPhone. I do. Let's talk about uh, what we've been listening to 2021. I'm going to let you go because I, as you say, I'm a musical. You are a musical. Yeah. She's a musical. She'll listen to like just background stuff like chill hop or chill hop is what I listen essentially to essentially the modern equivalent of Muzak, like elevator music. I've, I've found two artists that I've been listening to recently mm-hmm. this year, but, but you don't get like emotional joy out of music. Do you? I do in a different way that you do. I find sometimes listening to music stresses me out. Um, okay. I usually use music to help motivate. So, you know, like jazzy kind of music in the background while I'm working, chill hop if I'm just chilling out and I want like if, to feel good, I'll listen to that. Um, but, you know, a lot of times when you're editing, like what you're listening to is like music bed and epidemic sound because you're editing. You can't listen to music. So oftentimes I find myself there listening, looking for tracks. Mm-hmm. Kill but, two birds with one stone. Yeah. But um, I get a feeling when I listen to old school hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me feel like I want to move my body. Mm-hmm. And then I start breaking out all the old moves, running man, <laughs> Bismarcky, you know, all the moves. But um, recently I've been listening to a lot of um, Texas blues. So Stevie Ray Vaughan, Kenny Wayne Shepard, listening to a lot of them lately and just love having them on bust in the house when I'm doing stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like cleaning motivation. It's, it reminds me of my dad as well. So I like it. It's probably why you have an emotional connection because yeah. blues reminds you of your dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a feel good, and we used to listen to that growing up, and so I like it. And mm. you know who I've been listening to lately? Mm. Give me, give me, give me a man after midnight. 
ABBA. ABBA. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. That's a cr- classic track. So good. That's a good song. It's a fantastic song. They've got some bangers. They do have some bangers. <laughs> Many a banger. Dancing Queen. I don't like Dancing Queen as much. You can dance. You can have the time of your life. Sorry. Okay. So um, that's my, the extent of my music. Yep. That's uh, so. Let, let me hear your library. So <laughs> let's do my. So I'm gonna do the the uh, equivalent of the Spotify rap, but for Apple Music. Okay. I know exactly what it's gonna be. And uh, it's interesting because. I stopped giving a shit about if my music was cool or not. Oh, years ago, I never gave a shit about that. Really, well, you know, like when you were like a kid, it's just like, oh, the stuff you listen to is like you're your like, guilty pleasure. I'm gonna put on, yeah, your guilty pleasure. But then in the background, you're like, I'm gonna put on Cradle of Filth and blast it so everybody can hear it. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, well, Cradle of Filth does have some, still some fantastic tracks. Um, <laughs> Her Ghost in the Fog being one. Yeah, I can't um, listen to that anymore. <laughs> Her ghost in the fuck. <laughs> Double kick. Give me your list. Okay, all right. Um, so it's a blend of girly pop yep. and pop punk. I knew it. I knew it. You knew it, huh? Yes, I knew it. Okay, all right. Give me some artists then. Taylor Swift. Yeah, Taylor Swift. So Taylor Swift released, she's released a lot of new music recently. Um, her Fearless album, her release of Fearless, re release of Red, all great. All have good tracks on them. Um, so she's always been a go-to, uh, Paramore. No, but speaking of Paramore, there's a song out now by a young artist named Olivia, Olivia Rodrigo. <gasps> it sounds just like that Paramore But it song. sounds just like, uh, Misery Business, which yeah. is a classic, like, I even pop, recognize that. That's song. a classic pop punk track from like, I don't know, decades ago, mm-hmm. but this new song, Good For You came out. And I think we heard it actually when we were in Saras- Saratoga Springs. And I was like, East. "Is I was like, is this is this Paramore?" But it wasn't. It wasn't. So I, I, yeah. I Spotify or I uh, what's it called? Shazam. Shazammed it. And I was like, "Oh, who is this person?" Anyway, but I listened to the song. I was like, this is a great track. This is a very entertaining track. Um, so anyway, I started listening to to that. Mm-hmm. Um, Made a parade, which is just like kind of, um, they, I think it's like technically alternative rock, but it's basically like evolved emo. Mm-hmm which like minus screaming, but more so just like emotional baggage, pop punk slash rock. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they've, uh, they've got good stuff. I started listening to we are the in crowd, Okay, which is like, I don't think they've made a lot of new music recently. I think they're still a band, but apparently they're from upstate, upstate New York. Cool. Yeah. And Apple music served me randomly stuff, but it sounded like what I would listen to when I was like a teenager. Yeah. And so I just started listening. Like, oh, these are great songs. So I downloaded all their albums. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Okay. <laughs> that's all. I thought you've been listening to like Dashboard Confessionals and like. No, I haven't listened to Dashboard in a while. What's the other ones that we used to listen to back in the day? The ones that you cry to in the shower? Uh, I don't cry to the music in the shower. Oh, and The Midnight is a pretty good band too. They kind of have more of a, like an 80s uh, neon aesthetic to them. Cool. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, oh, and though AFI. Oh, and at number 100, 100th most played song, Christina Perry, Jar of Hearts. <laughs> what? What does that one go like? Is that it? No. We can't play it. We'll get a ping pong. That's all you get. Because then it's going to, then it's going to, um, I can't listen to music. That is basically our most watched. Katrina Perry has a lot of good hits. I didn't realize 
were banger tracks. I was like, oh, that's her. Wait, that was who that was? Yes. Oh, wait, is that the same person who did the song that sounded like the Paramore? No. Well. <laughs> Catch up, Peckham. I don't Keep up. Don't listen to <laughs> All right. your ass. Next, ca- next category. That's pretty much it. I had one question for you. Do you yes. have any like goals or- The answer is no. Sorry, I keep going. Your fucking guy will murder you. <laughs> this guy. Do you have any goals mm-hmm. for 2022? Or either goals or things that you want to do. Well, yeah, that's kind of a goal. Like some a project you want to do or something you want to accomplish. No, I stopped setting goals. <laughs> what are your goals? <laughs> what? What are your goals? You said Google. Um, I don't, I haven't really sat down and written out my goals for the year, but I have a couple of big projects that I want to, I just want to like make more videos that I want to make and just mm-hmm. keep having fun doing YouTube and not get too stressed out over the numbers. That's a, something that's totally within your control. Yeah. I just want to make vids, take mm-hmm. pics and renovate the house. There you go. That's what I want to do. I just want to do cool shit in a helicopter. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Classic. One more question before we finish it yes. up. Yes. If you looked at everybody you follow on the internet, uh-huh. who is your biggest inspiration? You, obviously. Oh, thanks, babe. <laughs> but seriously, do you have anybody? Not really. I just kind of do my own thing. Yeah. Okay. There's not like anybody who I'm like, oh, I'm so inspired by this person. I'm just like, eh. <laughs> it's the internet, man. That's the way I feel about music. I'm like, eh. I know. Yeah, that's, what, that's right. You're a musical. I'm a internetical. Yeah. Okay, well, with that said, that's kind of our Who, hold, hold on, who's point. your inspiration? Um, It depends on the time that I'm feeling. Yeah? Yeah. I have a couple of channels that inspire me. Mm-hmm. Should we use the shingle? No. Who inspires you, Becky? That's, Do you have an inspiring person? Tell me. That's not their, that's the jingle for when we have a guest on this podcast. Well, that's kind of a guest. It's yet. like. No, I'm not going to tell you now because you did that. All right. Press well. that button. Well, I'm just kidding. Note? No, stop, stop, stop. I will say. I don't even care. Oh, well, fuck you. <laughs> tell me, tell me. No, I'm not going to tell no, you. Tell no, me, you tell don't me, care. All right. Thank you guys so much for <laughs> listening to this podcast. We'll see After you I back here. I told you here. that you inspired me. And you inspired me too, babe. We'll see you back here for 2022. Well, that's a bunch of BS. You do inspire me. You're a really hard worker. And Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks so much for a great 2021. And we will see you on the next one. Peace.